everybody, and welcome to the anime podcast of some sort. It's exactly what it says it is, and always has been, and will be as long as it's still around. I'm David Majors, you probably already know that, my co-host, Jack McAllister, artist extraordinary. What's up, Jack? Oh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Just a beautiful, normal day in the neighborhood. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's totally normal. It most (sighs) certainly is. So I can't think of a better reason for us to talk about some anime and some stuff that anime people like. So let's just jump right in. And yes, everybody, yes, Jack and I are definitely, and I mean definitely, talk about Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. So stick around for that. Stick and stay, Van Earl. But let's just jump right in. Uh, everything is not fine over in Asia. It's not. Uh, as you probably already know, um, there is this thing going around called the coronavirus, C-O-V-I-D. Uh, it, it originated in China and is starting to spread throughout all of East Asia. And there have been a few documented cases in other parts of the world. Now, when things like this happen and start to spread, uh, of course, things get a little panicky. And unfortunately, it's starting to get that way in Japan. Uh, certain things uh, due to the coronavirus outbreak are starting to get canceled. Uh, including a street fiesta uh, called Nipponbashi uh, in Osaka, Japan, uh, that had an estimated 200,000 people attending it. Uh, there was an event in Tokyo for the Final Fantasy VII remake, the Tokyo Marathon, and a few different anime series in the currently airing season have been delayed because of this virus. And recently, the discussion of possibly... The 2020 Olympics in Tokyo possibly being postponed because of this. Jack, before I go into crazy land about this, especially related to the Olympics, uh, what do you think about this? I I really think it's unfortunate. I mean, um, you know, I won't go into detail, but there's certainly been, uh, you know, some some buzz, you know, uh, everywhere about this disease. And uh I think it does no good to point fingers. It does absolutely zero help to point any kind of uh, correlation here because there is none. So people who want to play any kind of race card, I'm just saying, like, how about you not? But um, and I know for a fact that certain scientific railgun is a fairly popular anime. So I'm wondering how fans of the series are, are feeling about that, if there's any kind of fan petition going around to help anyone who's affected uh you know it it really makes you wonder about what the you know the community and how everyone is reacting at everything and the best thing to do i've always believed in any sort of dire situation uh you know california faced fires multiple years Uh, the the importance is to not panic the people who will calmly get up and they will uh, pitch in and help and you know maintaining any kind of order that you can that will just go a long way uh in everything but i this is super tough to even crack because you know you think about like when have they delayed the olympics 
in recent history and things like that. Yeah, yeah, this is doesn't fairly dire. It's like this is it's the Olympics. This is not something that can be lightly. No, no. Yeah, um, so this this is pretty serious at this point. So I I I will give you the floor, but all I can say is that uh, on all ends of things, you know, in Japan and you know any anime fans or um, you know tourists otherwise who might feel affected. By this either emotionally or you know even physically you know the important thing is to just keep a level head as best you can because panic is how epidemics and other worse things continue to spread well jack i'm gonna go with this the only way that i think i can and that's with dark humor uh i saw something on the interwebs a couple of days ago in relation to this uh, that I can tie into anime. Uh, for everyone out there that knows the the seminal anime movie Akira or Akira, if you're fancy. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Akira it is a movie uh, taking place uh, about an apocalyptic event that took place before the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Uh, after it was advised to postpone the Olympics due to a pandemic. And when I saw this and and realized that the Olympics are in Tokyo in 2020, and now we have this, and now there's a possibility that the Olympics might be postponed. And it was like, oh no, that's weird. All of these weird coincidences are happening. Jack, I've said many times that I'm looking forward to living in our sci-fi future. I'm not so sure. I mean, now. we are catching up in some. Uh, we're catching up in some dates in Ace Attorney, you know. So I, I've been keeping my nose to the grindstone on that, and that where's Buzzy case is still at large. But this, this is. <sighs> was there a I'm, prophecy I'm not, in that? Story? I'm not looking forward to the sci-fi future anymore, Jack. I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. This is taking a very serious turn. Yes, it is. Uh, let's talk about some video games, Jack. Uh, I yield m- yeah, I the remainder of my time to you. Oh, boy. Well, I'm super happy to, once again, bring this to people's attention. So <clears throat> I got to do it in the most accurate way I can for this uh, leap year. I am once again asking you to play Under Hero, which has now been released on the PS4, Xbox One, and the Switch. I've talked about this before, so I won't and, belabor uh, it too much. I data. just want to say that I certainly appreciate you bringing this game to our attention. Uh, Before, uh, I had mentioned that I saw it, and uh, if it came out on consoles, I would uh, check it out. So I really want to appreciate you bringing it to our attention. (laughs) Yes, it is true. Uh, This uh, excellent, uh, I would say, meta, but not too meta take on uh, action-adventure games, uh series such as paper mario and the like uh there's so many different various uh video game mascot uh nintendo motifs but more so than that it just feels like this is a game made by people who love video games who love telling stories about the hero saving the realm from the evil king so if that seems like your kind of uh thing that you've played a dozen times before and you're looking for something fresh to shake it up, I would highly recommend this. Uh, like I said, um, can I spin it, dash it, in it? 
actually there are there are several different areas in the game that are based off of various platformers and there is a section highly reminiscent of sonic uh that would be the jungle area it's very green hill now that i think about it you know i love me some momentum based platforming Oh, yeah. This is a very fun game. Uh, I've seen it when it was still just an hour-long demo. Uh, it was uh, talked about a lot in the speed community. There's a l- interesting glide technique. As you play as a sort of shy guy uh, minion character, that's the whole spin of it, is that you're a minion-turned-accidental hero t- traversing this mystical realm. Uh, you have a hood that you can hover around with and and slow your descent and such. And I could find that that would be a very interesting way to uh, open up your momentum, how uh, your your fall angle is and everything like that. So I, I would highly recommend checking this out. It's uh, got a unique uh, turn-based system that pretty much enemies will uh, attack in a set pattern, almost like it's real time, and you get to attack whenever you want uh, with a certain counter attacking. So if you you know, attack with the sword, it'll count for three or so. And uh, it'll constantly refresh. So you'll basically um, either be able to spam from the outset or just kind of strategically place out your moves and such. It's a very, very interesting and engaging game. And I can't say enough about the art style. The soundtrack is also quite exquisite. You can listen to it on Spotify if that's your game, uh, which it has been. And just so many memorable characters, character designs. I myself have cosplayed Mr. Stitches from the game, uh, which is the uh, evil boss character that you're essentially trying to overtake. Who doesn't want to overtake their boss? It's kind of the evil King Bowser sort. Uh, This game is also on sale on the Nintendo Switch store, I believe, for its uh, initial release. And that will be until uh, the middle of the month, the 19th. Uh, of March, so go ahead and get yourself a copy of Underhero on PS4, Xbox One, or Switch. And of course, it is also still available on Steam. Very excellent game. Paper Castle, you've absolutely just done it. You've thrown it out of the park. And also, can I just uh, shout out Psychas? Um, that's T-S-Y-K-C-U-H-S on both Twitter, Instagram, all kinds of stuff, because they made my Mr. Stitches cosplay, and they just ah. have the highest quality stuff, so please check them out. Can I get that? Because I might need some cosplay advice. That was, oh, absolutely. Can you spell that again? And uh, Okay, let me make sure that I actually am uh, spelling it right as well. So, Okay, so I am. So that's T-S-Y-K... C U H S that's psychas and they are just like I said one of the most amazing uh from scratch cosplayer seamsters I know uh also made a really excellent Waluigi leather jacket for me uh to represent my love for Mario Kart and it is like an off the rack garment so yes please check them out uh right. I, I also checked out Another game that I just want to quickly touch on, Dave, that this was sure. uh, another Switch release. Uh, and I liked some things about it, but there was one thing that just kind of niggled at me. But first thing I'll say is that Coffee Talk on the Switch is pretty much Valhalla cyberpunk bartending action, but for coffee addicts instead. So if you liked that game, is Mike you Myers involved? Coffee drinks instead. Oh, I wish. 
you know, he's been out of work recently. I think he could do <laughs> they're not yeah. making Shrek six or the remake no. for a while. So he needs something. Hmm. But maybe Coffee he doesn't Talk given that he made Shrek. <laughs> I guess he does it. Yeah, he's still he's still on uh, on route for those unless unless they uh, decide to recast. It. But anyway, <sighs> who's going to watch the reboot of Shrek? <laughs> Probably me, but not uh, not in theaters. Uh, Coffee Talk is a neat little game. Like I said, if you've played Valhalla, cyberpunk uh, bartending action, it's a very similar kind of a game. Uh, you basically go through a visual novel-esque series of conversations with various customers of certain walks of life in this, rather than a cyberpunk motif, which I know David is quite fond of. It's more of a modern day with Dungeons and Dragons races kind of deal. So it's like bright, but good. Uh, you know, you have orcs learning uh, technological things. You meet a programmer and uh, she's kind of doing her own deal. There's uh, mermaids, Nekomimi. There is a whole family deal with that situation. That's a lot of fun. Uh, elves, half elves, succubi, the whole like. And you kind of get to engage and encounter with all of them. The bartender scenes, or not the bartender, but you, the uh, barista, seem to be a little bit more than what you might be to meet the eye, uh, Transformers. But uh, it's all very nicely chill and subtly done, and you get to make latte art. That could not be better. But I do have to say, there's one thing that I cannot recommend about this. Um, there's various little apps on your phone, again, like Valhalla, that you can kind of tinker around with, like... Uh, you can look up the various drinks that you can make in the barista bar and such. You can also change the BGM and check out uh, in a sort of Facebook-like app. Uh, you can check out information about all of your customers and, you know, as they kind of slowly befriend you and open up to you and stuff. Um, there's one that I just cannot recommend. After a certain point, even trying to engage and complete everything that the game would have to offer because with visual novel games of course the writing is king you kind of want to uh see what all the text that you possibly can to flavor the world there's a writer character named freya and she's addicted to espresso she's always missing her deadlines she's really she's this quintessential writer character and they even do a pretty good job of establishing that archetype without being too obnoxious about it she's still an enjoyable entertaining character so you're she's saying she's not a good writer you're saying she's not an alcoholic <laughs> she is not an alcoholic which could possibly improve her writing i'm i'm sorry to say i don't know who was responsible for writing all of her short stories that exist meta meta in the universe of this uh coffee talk game that you can actually read on your phone she uh basically writes for an online fiction subscription service and i they're real bad they're real bad i'm just gonna point, <laughs> point out like they range from this is written like okay i don't we don't know what her sexuality is she even kind of goes like i'm not really interested in dating right now there's a whole uh alien character who's kind of like I'm trying to get a date like literally there it's a whole lampshaded very comedic satirical situation and she kind of mentions I'm not really interested in dating so sexuality aside this isn't written like oh I can write straight relationships I can write about boy meets girl I can write about 
different perspectives. This feels like this is some, I, I hate to use this word. I really, I, I won't, I won't, but you can probably think of the kind of person, a kind of guy who complains about not being in a relationship. You can think of that word in your mind. Some of these ah. stories are kind of like she saw him and they had a moment and there's at least two or three of those. And there's a couple other just meandering conversation based stories. But my favorite one has got to be the near dad joke level of it's it's literally a story of, OK, I, I don't usually do the blind date thing. OK, tell me something weird about yourself. I French kiss cats. I just love to French kiss them. It's the best thing ever. It's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. I just wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold That's on. That's real. Doing my best to be an, an enlightened gentleman in the year of our based God, twenty twenty. I'd always heard that eating pussy was a good thing. <laughs> Not like this. Not like this. It gets worse though. The story doesn't have to go to doesn't just go to graphic levels of I love to French kiss cats. But the punchline, David, the punchline is the date starting to stuff breadsticks in their bag and leave and say, this is ridiculous. I can't believe that you would do that. And they say, why do you really think it's that weird? And they say, I'm a dog person, for God's sake. Do you hear that? That's me forgetting to laugh. I'm sorry to whoever wrote Freya, but... Listen, she's well-written, but she does not write well. Everything about the game, super recommend. But if you're going to pick it up, I would probably, at, you know, if you got to just skim skip the that. stories, they're not skip great. That. I would skip them altogether. But if you All really right. feel like you have to for completionist's sake, skip If you want to hurt them, yourself but, and be a moron... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, if you want to, if you want to know what not to do, because honestly, reading some of it, I was like, this isn't a professionally published video game. I could, I feel pretty good now, even if I'm out of practice in some instances. Uh, well, boy, Freya. It and maybe can't that was be the as, point, but who knows? Maybe. But Jack, it can't be as bad as some of the anime I'm seeing this upcoming season. Uh, it really can't be. Uh, I said early on that I thought this winter anime season was kind of a meh. There were a few series that were kind of like, eh, I might check them out here and there. But generally, the the winter 2020 anime season left me feeling a bit hollow, a bit meh. And as today, uh, just looking around for things for the show, uh, I started uh, scrolling and patrolling the upcoming season for spring 2020. And man, it really doesn't look much better. And and I don't think it's me being old guy. And I don't think it's me being mecha guy either. I'm just looking through. I'm scrolling through on Anachart like you do. And I'm seeing a lot of new seasons of shows we've already been watching. And that are yeah, already hits. a lot hits. of continuations. A lot of pre-existing stuff. It feels like there's an overload of pre-existing shows that, that are already happening. And the only couple of those that I know that I'll be looking forward to is Psychopaths and ReZero, which was a smash hit and will probably be on Toonami uh, because it will make millions of dollars. Uh, but 
Yeah, and as I continue to scroll down, and I swear I'm trying not to be old guy, it's just, even when I try and find, like, the drama shows and the 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 shows that aren't necessarily super popular with the anime crowd, those anime that I usually gravitate towards, even the new Ghost in the Shell series notwithstanding, this upcoming season, to me, to me, really looks like a drag. It really, really does. Now, I, I'm i looking on my anime list, David, and uh, I just stumbled across something that I'm not sure... I'm not sure going forward with this, but this could be something. So I'm going to put a pin in this, David. This All might right. be something to look into. I trust uh, you, Jackson. It struck me because of a strange kind of vaporwave look to the preview image, but then I look at it, and there's something, there might be something here. Uh, there's a series called Olympia Kiklos. That's K-Y-K-L-O-S. And it's saying, <laughs> this is such a strange synopsis, Demetrios, a kind base painter in ancient Greece dislike sports and competitions is one day forced to come up with a game to compete with the mayor of the neighboring town in order to save his village while hiding inside a little vase outside of his workshop lightning sticks the vase demetrios is in transferring him to tokyo japan during the 1964 summer olympics the series is a mixed media project combining clay animation with traditional animation and other video techniques this is a reverse isekai. I've never seen that before. Uh, that's the show that I really liked last year, Copcraft. That was an isekai slash buddy cop show, and, and I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, but ah. Yeah. Um, this, I, I, okay. I'm sounding kind of interested in this. I can definitely see where you get the vaporwave vibe from. Uh, mixed media. <laughs> it looks. It's just straight up the the look of Adam uh, against the pink uh, background. Uh, this yeah. at least looks different. And man, different is do- always good in the realm of anime. <laughs> we are desperately in need of some different in anime because a lot of a lot of twenty twenty so far has just been nothing really moving. I mean, I gave No Guns Life a shot. Because it was a dude with a gun for a head. And, you know, I'm I'm ready for... I guess I'm just ready for the summer. I'm ready for a Gundam series that isn't build divers. Because I don't have toys and I don't care. Uh, I'm just... Yeah, I'm just looking at all of these. Except for one or two and i'm saying this might even look worse than the winter season and and i hate being like the all the anime sucks now guy because that's not me that's never been me i Mm -hmm. I always try to make being surprised i I always make a concerted effort to allow myself to be surprised but it's getting few and far between it's getting sparse We can only hope. And, I, you know, I'm looking more into Olympia Kiklos. It looks like this is a pre-existing manga, Seinen series. So this this has a chance of at least Seinen being a is a good, good comedy series. Seinen yeah. would have my interest. Shonen, no. Uh, okay. No. We'll, we'll it's, come it's back to that It's giving me some Cromartie vibes from the manga. 
so yeah, we'll we'll have to see how this fares. Um, I'm not seeing any releases anywhere, like a definite date. Date is just saying spring. So, yeah, I mean, uh, there is one <laughs> parenthesis one one, one new original to. series. One new original series based on a manga, yeah. but original, original as far as we're concerned. New it's not anime. A new series of you know, it's not season two of Olympia Key Close. So we'll see. Uh, and let's not let's be fair. Cells at Work uh, was another great uh, manga adaptation. So it was. Yeah. Man, that's a show that's due to come back any day now. Oh, please, please! I I really want to see what that um that bio that biology student on uh, Reddit is talking about. It's I, I'm trying to remember the name of the thread because I know we talked about it on APOS where it was um I think they call themselves an actual medical student uh, breaks down cells at work. Because that is quite the fascinating read. It, it is. It is. I love that. Uh, and I love how that show does not shy away from being, trying to be as educational as possible while still being an anime. And I, I love that. And I love that it actually did inspire some people. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing what anime will in- inspire some people out there i'm looking forward to seeing if these new crunchyroll original series will inspire some people jack this actually had me really excited this story to see that the mighty crunchyroll uh, now using even more of their resources for good uh announcing that they will have a number of brand new crunchyroll original series coming uh, now, we originally talked on the podcast way back about High Guardian Spice, if you remember. Yeah, but now yes, I got... believe that's on the list of their uh, originals, but they've got a whole lineup now. Yes. Uh, Inspector, Tower of God, Onyx Equinox, The God of High School, Noblesse, Meiji Gekin, Freak Angels, and the aforementioned High Guardian Spice. A lot of different got... genres here, various styles. And that's what you want in an, a studio or, or a network to do. You want them to be willing to take risks and go across the board and do different things because different things appeal to different people. And I think that's really cool. Of these, I thought Noblesse and Freak Angels looked pretty cool. And I would say in a third spot, Inspector actually looked pretty cool. I'm liking the sound of Inspector, especially since I'm always down for what is quoted as enthralling, fantastical mystery and dark incidents. I'm always down for that. I find it interesting that there's an adaptation of a webtoon or it's yes, it is. Okay, so there is a comic series that was published originally on webtoon that is getting an adaptation that is Tower of God. And. That is just really no. There's actually a couple of them on here. I'm seeing. Um, so that is Noblesse, the God of High School, and Tower of God are all uh, originally webtoon comic series. So I find that extremely fascinating. Since of course there is, um, you know, a very international uh, creator uh, base on those on that website. And wow, just I don't know. I find this really fascinating on many different. Uh, fronts and i wonder how people's opinions on you know this project will change now that there isn't just hey this kind of magical do re me looking series is all we have to show you now there's you know you know eight at least here 
uh, and uh, all also, differing styles. The preview looks great. No Police uh, will be produced by the mighty production IG, whom I stan. So oh, that, yes. that one... We love production IG. I, I'm definitely at least going to give that one a look. But this reminds me of back in the day when Toonami started bringing their own original anime series. Uh, it was Toonami and Adult Swim that helped yeah. the second season of Big O happened. Uh, it was... Tsunami that helped IGPX happen, and I think they made Zoids happen as well back then. They they gave it a little life when it didn't really have it. So those are all really cool. Uh, also, uh, I have to mention, everybody take a drink, uh, I have to mention that this also kind of reminds me of when Netflix really jumped in with anime, and they they're going in their own direction, Crunchyroll, uh, like Netflix, picking a bunch of different things, a bunch of different styles of anime, and that's really cool. Because for the longest time, I kind of got on Crunchyroll for feeling like they were only picking anime of a certain style and a certain demographic that would enjoy it. And that seems to be seems to be changing which is really really cool yeah i i'm definitely gonna be uh keeping my finger on the pulse of the release of freak angels and inspector and i i do agree i think noblesse sounds fairly intriguing so yeah who knows i'm i'm wondering because it's uh it's stating that these series will come to Crunchyroll, but there's also a mention that um other Crunchyroll originals will premiere throughout the year to fans around the world. And I wonder if they mean they're just going to start intermittently uh, announcing releases or if they're going to try uh, sort of like what Netflix did with a uh, series like Bojack Horseman on Comedy Central, if they're going to try and TV broadcast. I don't really know if that would be in their best interest, but it, they're Probably making not. stupid money. I don't think it would be it would ultimately hurt them. Uh, but I'm interested in this, and I'm interested if uh, the originals are going to be a part of the Crunchyroll tab in Verve, or for whatever reason. I can't imagine why they wouldn't be, but for some reason, part of me is wondering, like, there might be uh, uh, licensing issues. I don't know. I would think not. But I, this is me just knocking wood, I guess, metaphorically, in the podcast. Hold on. I might actually have some wood. There we go. There it is. So... Hopefully it stays on Verve too. It's not just it's Crunchyroll and nothing else. Even though Crunchyroll is technically a quarter of Verve. Either way, we're all not. going to be able to watch it on our consoles on a big screen if we have one, and that's what really matters. Indeed, liking the look of all of these. Again, check out the preview if you haven't. Uh, it is available on YouTube and all such video streaming. Now. I think Jack, it's time. <laughs> let's get into this. There was a movie that came out. It was about Sonic the Hedgehog. Now, everybody, y'all know if you've listened to this podcast before, but if you're listening to the first time, I'm David, and I am what you might call a 90s kid. I'm also what you would call a Sega kid. And Sonic the Hedgehog is very near and dear to my heart. 
And damn it, I posted this on my Facebook after I got out of the theater. God damn it, the sons of bitches actually pulled it off. The Sonic the Hedgehog movie <laughs> was good. It was good. It was well-reviewed. People liked it. It generated money. I saw commercials saying that at the time it was the number one movie in the world. For two weekends, David. you wonderful, wonderful mascot character that is everything unironic about the 90s. God damn it, you did it. You made a video game movie and it was good. Sonic got through movie act one couldn't be happier <sighs> how much i'm so I happy this. i'm so happy for you i'm happy for my sega loving friends out there because i was the one lone nintendo kid surrounded by sonic sega fans it's like a bizarro I, world for me that's the it was very the opposite because i i've always only ever heard people talk about man all the all the nintendo kids were just surrounding me and all i ever had was my lousy genesis and i'm like no everybody was always singing the praises of the genesis where did you people live? Am I in like the Berenstain universe? We had completely <laughs> different experiences. It's so bizarre. It seems like everybody had a different experience for me. I've never heard of anyone being like the only Nintendo kid except for me. It's always been, oh yeah, all oh. the Nintendo kids and the one sick guy. And that but, was me. Uh, I, but I've I finally gotten my vindication. All the Sega kids, all the Sega kids, all the Sonic fans, you know, I think fans, new, new kids alike, uh, new uh, audience members, of which I would count myself, though I know a little bit about the Blue Blur, really just solid, cute movie. And to the people who do have, like, genuine criticism of, oh, this XYZ is stupid, or why did that happen, or that logically can't... Did they make an entertaining film based off of a video game IP, which is something that the industry has been sorely lacking? And you know what really, what is really surprising about this, Jack? The most surprising thing about this is that it wasn't a fully animated movie. This was a movie that would normally be a recipe for disaster. It would be that video game character existing in the real human world normally that is a recipe for absolute disaster but no jeff fowler you magnificent bastard you pulled it off you truly truly did you got jim carrey to deliver a fantastic performance as dr robotnik and they called him robotnik yes Uh, and then he did call him Eggman later as kind of a taunt, which is good. You know, you wanna you wanna throw a bone, but his name is Robotnik, Doctor Ivo Robotnik. They threw a skeleton's worth of bones all throughout this movie. Just so many little Sonic oh, yeah. references, like hearing the opening from Sonic the Mania Sonic, in the beginning, the Sonic drawing, uh, the drawings, the, the crazy the, old man. Calling, calling the city Green Hills, Montana, having a sign for Hilltop Zone, and the little girl saying "Gotta go fast," and and oh, just the absolute precious moment of her giving Sonic the red shoes. Oh, that warmed my heart. There was so much in this movie that just 
warmed my heart and warmed my soul. And uh, I usually don't care much for fan service, even if it is being given to me and targeted towards me. But man, th- there was so much Sonic fan service that just that really touched my heart and touched my soul. It was good. I, I don't think that I've seen a single Sonic fan have any genuine complaint. You know, there's been nitpicks, but everybody I've been seeing have a reaction to this has been saying unanimously, this good, this real good. And I see a lot of speculation. I see a lot of hope for uh, the inevitable sequel, I'm pretty sure. And I think it's, you know, been been long enough to where we can discuss th- they were setting up for one for sure. And I ain't even mad about it. Oh, absolutely. I, I will, I'll happily welcome it. The uh, smile th- on my face with the after credit scene just I I lit up like a Christmas tree. I really, really did. Rock goddesses. Ah, I, I need to calligraphy that. I need to get some lettering done. There's been some good lines that I want to actually get some uh, artistic lettering done of like confidence, a fool substitute for intelligence. Yeah, can of course we just I lo- say I don't Of really course I would love a latte. I love the way you make them. <laughs> I don't think there that was, was a single person who could do Robotnik live like Jim Carrey. It, it was a masterful performance. I'm racking my brain thinking of a different casting. It, it was it was yeah, a brilliant he, piece of casting. And I, I remember I that, when I I remember when I first heard that news that Jim Carrey would be Dr. Robotnik and all I could say was if you would have told young David in 1995 or 96 that there would be a Sonic the Hedgehog movie starring Sonic the dude that played Scott Summers in the X-Men movies and Jim Carrey playing Dr. Robotnik Uh, Jim Carrey at his in living color slash Ace Ventura slash mask peak and he would play Dr. Robotnik I would have told you you were crazy and there's no way it would work because it'd almost be an example of too many good ingredients being put together to where it would just be something really crazy. But this was really crazy and it worked. It somehow worked. They did it. They absolutely did it. Uh, Everything hit the market should have. And I want to give Jeff Fowler Uh, the director, so much credit because it was clearly a movie done by someone who really appreciates Sonic the Hedgehog as a franchise and as a character. Uh, It wasn't just about the memes. It wasn't just about, uh, like a lot of shitty video game reviewers who will always bring up things like Sonic 06 or or 2D and 3D. Uh, It was clearly someone who appreciated the Sonic character for all its 90s attitude cheesiness, but still loves it. And it just was really well done. It was very, very true to the character and... As someone who has loved Sonic the Hedgehog now for almost 30 years, it was just, I could not be happier at the amount of love that was given to this character and is being given to the character now. It was massively delightful. And I think 
I have to also give out massive props because I think that this is the best way that you can market this character. I I just making this emblem of the 90s this kind of hidden friend I guess and you know people have made jokes and I do agree that was one of the first thoughts in my mind in the theater is he's watching everybody this is a little but when you get past the everything when you kind of lampshade it for a little bit and just you know think of it from the guise of it just being a, a cute kids story I think it's a very very sweet and very fitting kind of way to go hey this little guy's been hanging out all by himself for a while he hasn't really had anyone pay attention to him for a bit. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe if you give him some shoes and just kind of listen to his problems, you can, uh, you can be his buddy. I, that's excellent. That is the best possible way to refresh the character for a new generation. I'm really hoping that, uh, that tweet that Jeff Fowler, uh, uh you know, sent out about, I'm really, I'm sorry about your kids. They're running around in circles saying, gotta go fast. I hope that that is the case. Uh, sorry, parents. But I really, I'd love to see some kids, you know, kind of get in on the the Sonic mania, as it were. And speaking of which, if I could also make a bit of a public service announcement. I know this is a bit rich coming from me, and I haven't even played all these games. But I do know one thing and one thing only, David. And this is important to impart that to ac- anyone who might know. Tell me what you got, Action Jackson. I know that there's a big movie cross-promotion thing going on with DLC and stuff, but Sonic Forces, it's not good. It, it's not yeah, good. It's not you great. can play it in one day, it's, one yeah, afternoon. Please don't. It's not great. It's not great. Don't do it. If you gotta, at least, you know, get it on Steam and, uh, I mean, you know, I'm not about to say if you, you play, play it. And then if you played rem- Sonic Mania it. and you want to see where that side of things goes, yeah, you can, but it's not exactly the greatest. Play Sonic Generations. Play yeah. Sonic Unleashed. Sonic yeah. Yes, Sonic Unleashed. And, of course, play Sonic Mania. Uh, but Sonic, Sonic Mania Forces, is on sale, I believe. <laughs> Everything's on sale because they're like, oh, we gonna get you. So, like, please do, but Sonic Forces is not the one you should be looking at, even if it's, for some reason, the most prominent one they want to shove in your face. Like, no, 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 no. No, you go back. <laughs> go back in your box, bud. It's $15 then, at Walmart. That's all you need to know. When you play Sonic Mania and you feel like you're ready to take on the old school games... Come back to me at me at call me DJ at will and I'd love to talk to you and get your experiences on on all of the Sonic games. We can we can always talk Sonic at call me DJ M, especially Sonic Mania, Sonic Spinball, Sonic 3 and Knuckles, Sonic 1 and 2, even if you don't get past Marble Zone. Uh, but yeah, please, by all Listen, means. Listen, I have actually gotten past David and that is what I am also about to impart to you. Uh, starting maybe maybe next day, pass if you don't if you don't mind. Uh, we can maybe start getting back into the segment that has been indefinitely postponed, known as the Sonic Marathon, because I did go back. I I finished up Sonic Mania. It'd been a while, you know. I had kind of shelved a lot of things, but I went. There's no better time for this. And then I hopped back on to some other games, and I've got some thoughts i won't say them now but i'm just gonna uh, tease that yeah yeah someone uh your boy might have made it past the marble zone thank all right, goodness jackson all right jackson 
That's what I <laughs> and like. And I may to or hear. may not have hopped onto Sonic too. So you know, I might I might have uh, some some humble onions to impart upon next time. That's what but I like to hear. You've always been doing the homework, and uh, well, I must say that it's it's a much easier learning curve this time around now that I know what to expect. Speed is the reward, not the mechanic. Oh yeah. Well, guys, thank you all so much for listening to us on this episode of APOS. Now you hear it. I loved the Sonic movie. Jack loved the Sonic movie. If you haven't seen it already, Stacy, go see it. Talk about it Gotta with us. Best. Sonic is back, and I could not be happier. My fandom for nearly 30 years has been vindicated. And speaking of fandoms that I've had nearly my entire life, Jack... I done did it. <laughs> you did it? Every Everybody out there, as we wrap up, I want to tell you all, your boy David is starting another podcast. Woo! One that, as I said, might have been 30 years in the making. Shout out to my buddy, Miss Heather Kirby. We will soon be introducing you all to the Promenade Merchants Podcast, your newest Star Trek podcast covering old, new, and upcoming. And you can follow us at Prom Trek Pod. That's Prom Trek P to the O to the D. Jack, as we wrap up APOS, what have you got going on? Well, I'm actually drawing a number of uh, Sonic-related things. I know, folks, in the year of I did not commission him. I didn't even commission him to do it. <laughs> no, it was just a bunch of buds who have Again, like I said, be, like experience Sonic their whole lives just being like, oh, we got to see the Sonic movie. And then we see it and they go, oh, my gosh, we got to bring back all the characters because it's 2020. A great culture is dead. But it's great. And I'm having a lot of fun. I'm also just kind of drawing my own thing. And you can see all my fantastic character designs and other such scintillating things on my Patreon at Jack McAllister Art. You can also check it out. Of course, my ever expanding portfolio at duck behind the wheel on instagram and if you feel like uh throwing me a coffee there's also links everywhere i've got a good old link tree at my profile on duck behind the wheel at instagram so please check things out let me know what you think of various things and i'm actually right now uh i'll keep this going on uh indefinitely i guess so listeners can do this as well uh, I've put a bit of an open call out that if you DM me pictures of uh, the absurd characters and designs from the Archie comic Sonic series, I will do my darndest to guess who they are, and I will not, I will not look them up. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, whoever that green hedgehog is in the leather jacket that I swear is an OC that people are drawing in really, really on model fan art. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Do what you will. But uh, yeah, you can find all that at Duck Behind the Wheel on Instagram. Thank you for listening to APOS, folks. Thank you all listening. Thank you all for listening. God. Thank you all for listening to the anime podcast of some sort. I'm going to edit the hell out of this one. <laughs> And we'll talk about cartoons and stuff again very, very soon. Jack, maybe it's time to start putting out the word for some guests. What do you say? I'm feeling like we ought to. It's it's about time. We've had our, our moment of giggling about Sanic in the in the shadows on our lonesomes. I think, you know, we can return to humanity. I think so. I'm liking it. 
so stay tuned.